You don't have to explain it to them because they're not going to get it anyway. You just keep doing the thing that's in your heart. You just smile and you just say, I'm just doing what God has called me to do. I can't explain it to you. You're not going to understand it, but I'm going to keep doing the thing that God has called me to do. So stop apologizing. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And we've got a word for you. Stop doing this right now. Okay? That that is the topic for today. Stop doing this right now. We see a lot out there. We do things ourselves. And we've got to recognize when we've got to stop doing something, do something different, eliminate something from our lives. So we're going to talk about those things today. Coach Tam, what comes to mind for you when we think about telling somebody to stop doing this right now? Right. So I think number one is stop apologizing for the call of God on your life. Stop Mm -hmm. doubting the call of God on your life. Stop apologizing when you're speaking before an audience and you start to talk about your products. Ooh, that's just so icky. It's so creepy. It makes everybody feel uncomfortable. You ever seen a speaker do this? They're on stage. They they just had a great message. You enjoyed every bit of it. You're actually looking forward to see, did they bring something along with them that I can buy to continue to learn and grow from them? And then they go, oh, you guys, I really hate doing this. I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. I brought along I brought along some books to talk. And they're feeling guilty for talking about a $15 book. Please stop that. That's making all of us feel uncomfortable. So I just want to tell you this is that, did you know that when you sell something that you're not doing something to somebody, you're doing it for them. You're doing it for them. So you have solutions, you have answers, you have strategies, and you should feel good about it because this is this is what God has given you and you should feel really good about sharing it with other people. So I would like you, everybody listening, please stop apologizing for talking about your product. Stop apologizing. Stop trying to defend the call of God on your life. When, when your sister and when your mother and your mother-in-law and, and your brother say, you know, think you are. You don't have to defend yourself. You do not have to defend yourself. You don't have to explain it to them because they're not going to get it anyway. You just keep doing the thing that's in your heart. You just smile and you just say, I'm just doing what God has called me to do. I can't explain it to you. You're not going to understand it, but I'm going to keep doing the thing that God has called me to do. So stop apologizing. Yeah. Amen. Such a, such a good word. That'll do two things. One, that'll free you up right? Like, won't that free you up to feel a lot better? Won't that uh, release a lot of the kind of anxiety and stress and strain of what you're doing? Like, you could walk in a lot more freedom by stop saying like, oh, you know, I'm going to offer my thing now. And everybody's now uncomfortable. (laughs) You're uncomfortable (laughs) and you've made everybody else uncomfortable. And two, 
that is 100% going to tank your sales, right? If you don't have confidence and conviction in what you have to offer, that will tank your sales like yes, sir. by 80, 90%. Yeah. So that that's a game changer. I love it, Coach Tam. Honey, what do you think? You want my, what I would stop? Yes. Okay. Just stop something. I wanted to follow the bouncing ball. Um, I was trying to think about how to articulate this. I guess I would say stop selling yourself short. And what I mean by that is, you know, Zach and I are a part of a mastermind. And for those of you who have been around our inner circle family, you know, one of the things that I really love is to pray. I love to pray for people and exercise my prophetic gift one-on-one or in a group. And about a year ago, we had Pete and Kim Vargas came to me and said, you know, I offered to pray for them. As I just said, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Would it be okay if I prayed for you once a week? So I grabbed a couple of people, Jamal Miller being one of them, and another pastor named Jordan Lewis. And I said, would you come alongside me? I just feel like we should cover them in prayer as they do this new thing. So I prayed for them every week for months and months and months and months. And they came to me and they said, we have loved so much what we've experienced with you. We would like you to assemble a team of intercessors and that you would um, provide intercessory prayer for everyone in the mastermind and that you would train the intercessors and supervise them and do this thing. And I just really felt like In my mind, I remember being in a hotel actually in Tampa with my husband and thinking, that sounds really good, but I just think you might have the wrong person. And I didn't say that out loud, but I sure did think it. And and I have prayed for hundreds of people in my life. And I didn't, I didn't doubt the the goodness of God, but I did doubt if it could be good enough to be that good, to lead something, to coach people and how to do the Stop thing. Stop it. Stop doing that. <laughs> Stop it. Annoying. Um, so I would just say stop selling yourself short. And I think so many times you have probably gotten an opportunity, like whether it's to speak at a women's group or to at a men's breakfast or to come on someone's podcast. And it's like, You want the opportunity to use your gifting, share your message and tell your story. But then when the opportunity comes, you stop short and it's like, ooh, and we kind of retreat. And so I just want to encourage you, stop doing that. (laughs) I, I, I kind of, you know, with nerves said, yes, I'll do this and have continued to push through that. Like, well, I hope this is enough. But do you know what? The people who will just continue showing up far outsoar the people who would say, well, I'm waiting to be good enough. Let me just tell you, you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be good. Whatever that is in your mind, it's like, when's the perfect time to buy a house, get married or have a baby? Who knows? Maybe never. So I would say, stop selling yourself short. Show up as you are, as prepared as you are. Just step into it because you're going to be surprised how many people are going to say, that was so great. That was exactly what I needed. That really touched me. It really ministered to me. But don't sell your gifting short and don't sell God short because you have, you know, decided that you might not be good enough for the opportunity in front of you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So good. I love it. Well, let me, I want to turn, turn the kind of turn the tables on everybody and ask everybody listening and everybody attending live here with us, all our, all our students inside of Kingdom Builders Academy, 
let me ask you, let's do a little exercise in self-awareness. What do you think you need to stop doing right now? You know, I think that's actually become a theme for me on the podcast is just realizing how important self-awareness is for an entrepreneur, for a, for a leader, for a coach, for a influencer. Like, let's do a little exercise in self-awareness. Like, I want you to just think right now, what is something I need to stop doing? Like, this is holding me back. This is, you know, stopping me from walking fully in my calling. This is, you know, limiting my influence. This is limiting my impact. This is limiting my income. What do you need to stop yeah. doing? And I want to read some of guys, these that I'm seeing. You're doing so great. That is 100% on the money, all of you. They're saying, stop procrastinating, stop doubting myself, stop being a perfectionist, stop limiting my value, stop with the distractions, stop doubting, stop being timid, stop comparing myself to others, stop with the poverty mindset, stop with the insecurity, stop saying I'm too busy, stop listening from, to lies from the devil, stop criticizing myself, stop being afraid to talk about my faith. Stop saying I can't in my head. Yeah, yeah, all those are so great. Yeah, so I think it's so powerful just to recognize that and to, you know, call it out on the mat that, hey, this is something I got to stop. Like, this is yeah. something I got to just kick out of my life. It reminds me, I was just listening to, to a sermon at the gym the other day. Bill Johnson said that your strength in spiritual warfare will only be as great as your ability to control your thoughts. Your strength in spiritual warfare, your ability to overcome the attacks of the enemy will only be as great as your ability to control your own thoughts. So all those thoughts of listening to the lies of the enemy, all the doubt and insecurity and procrastination and the, you know, what ifs and, and you know, you know, let me do that later. Now's not a good time. All those kind of thoughts and the the fears and the doubts and the anxieties that is that is the one of the number one things that we've got to master right before we master copywriting before we master the strategy session sales script we have got to master our own ability to control our own mind to control our own thoughts and when we do that and when we partner with the holy spirit and we agree with the the truth that we have in the lord we can eliminate and stop those things that are probably our number one threat, probably our, our number one obstacle and our number one uh, enemy and, and opposing force in having a brand, business, and ministry that does all the things that we're called to do. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I would I would say, and it is really the battle of the mind. The classic Joyce Meyer book is winning the battle of the mind, but um, it really is a lot about what you think about. That's why why I often encourage you guys to think about what you're thinking about because so often we're just on autopilot in, in our thought life. And we tend to believe that whatever we think is true, but that is not true. A lot of the things that we think are not true, but we're not judging them. We're not saying, oh no, that that's not true. That doesn't line up with scripture. You better bow at the cross because that that is not true so stop stop agreeing with the enemy a lot of the things that you think are your thoughts are really demonically implanted you know jesus said that that uh whoever has been washed by the word whoever is clean doesn't need a full bath they just need their they just need their feet washed right so 
you are clean in Christ. Like you've been forgiven, you've been redeemed, you've been given new life in Christ, you're a new creation in Christ, but you're still walking through this filthy, fallen, polluted world. And so we do need from time to time to clean up our act, to clean up our thoughts, to think about what we're thinking about and to agree with God. We have to agree with God and stop agreeing with the lies of the enemy. And and it's very easy to judge those things. Jesus said, according to your judgment, it's going to happen to you. So do you really want to fail? Do you really want nobody to listen to you? Stop thinking those things. Stop agreeing with those things because you're you're placing a judgment on yourself when you do that. So instead, judge, I'm walking in the strength and confidence of the Lord. I know in myself, I'm I'm not going to be charismatic enough. I'm not going to be holy enough. I'm there's so many ways in which I personally am lacking as a human being. However, the location, the precise geographic location of the kingdom of God is within me. According to Jesus, Jesus said that the precise geographic location of the kingdom of God is within you. And he said it in the context of spiritual warfare. He said that the the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. He said, ever since the the time of John the Baptist, why John the Baptist? Because you never heard anybody talking about the kingdom of God until John the Baptist came along. John the Baptist came along, and that was the first time you heard this phrase, the kingdom of God. And so he said, ever since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven has been opposed, and, and that those who who overcome, they're forcefully advancing the kingdom of God. And he said, the kingdom of God is within you. So you have to recognize that the kingdom of God within you is opposed and you have to push back against it, right? Like the word says that that we humble ourselves before God and then we resist the devil and he flees from us. So, so my admonishment to you would be, you know, stop giving in, stop agreeing with the enemy. Humble yourself before God. Accept the call of God on your life. Accept that the things that that you feel led and inspired and you have vision to do. You see yourself speaking. You see yourself writing books. You see yourself mentoring people. Maybe you see yourself starting a church. Maybe you see yourself starting a business. How about just agreeing with, with the vision that God has given you instead of instead of doubting that and agreeing with the enemy that you can't do the very thing that God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. Stop that. I love it. I love it. Let me let me switch gears and go real tactical, practical on stop, stop doing this because I am um, an efficiency and effectiveness uh, lover and, and really like to really focus on the focus, focus on the one thing, simplify things and just eliminate everything else, right? Like I think that sometimes I can go to the extreme of like, don't major in the minors that I don't even minor in the minors because I'm just <laughs> so obsessed with the majors. But let me let me talk about eliminating the minors. And I think what this looks like for most of us, for most of us in the brand, business, ministry building space, those of us who have coaching businesses, who are who are authors and speakers and teachers and, and leaders, you've got to know your business model, first of all. Like, what is your business model? Like, what is it that makes this business work? Which usually is like, what's my offer? How do I get clients? Where do I find people? 
right? So like, that's what we teach, like offer funnel traffic. Like, what do I have to offer that's going to pay the bills? How do I move people strategically into that offer? And then how do I find the people in the first place to move towards my offer, a certain percentage of them? Once you have your business model, that is what you've got to do and like pretty much stop everything else. So for us to simplify it even further, what I think about like kind of our, our job in Kingdom Builders Academy is two things. It's to get clients and serve clients, right? We can't help anybody if we don't get people in the door in the first place. So half our job is just to get people into Kingdom Builders Academy. We can't help them unless they are here with us. And then two, serve those people, you know, like build the greatest program, build the greatest client experience, like equip the coaches, equip the leadership, bring in experts and uh, strengthen what we have. So that is our job is get clients, serve clients. So what I would say to stop doing is everything else, everything that is not getting clients or serving your clients, like the, the endless edits to your logo, the endless edits to your transformational message, you know, the, all the other things, right? Like all the, oh, that'd be a good connection. That would be a good connection. This is going to pay off one day. You know, I, I really need to optimize my office to be, to be perfectly optimized. It's okay to do that kind of stuff like 10% of the time, but you've got to like major in the majors and 90% of your focus has got to be on your business model. And for a lot of us to really simplify it, it's get clients, serve clients, get clients, serve clients. That's it. Spend 40% of your time getting clients, spend 40% of your time serving clients and, and please eliminate everything else, delegate everything else as much as possible. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Honey, anything? Yeah. What do you got? Honey, you want to have the last word here? Oh, I don't think I want to have the last word, but I'm happy to have a word. Have a, have a word. Okay. So, um, you know, something that I have found myself, and I, I don't know if those of you watching or listening have ever encountered this, I saw it in the chat, was the art of comparison. And, you know, it's interesting because I think the enemy of our soul has a kind of a really um, tricky way of, have you ever had someone that you admire? I do. I have spiritual mentors that I admire and I'm they mentor me from afar. They're not people that I know. And I have some of the same gift mixes as they do. And I can see where the enemy of my soul will try to creep into my mind and into my, my heart when I have someone that I'm admiring and it switches to comparing myself, which is really code for highlighting my deficiencies against their strengths. And I want to encourage you to watch your mind when it comes to admiring or being inspired mm -hmm. that you don't allow yourself to cross over with the enemy of your soul to say, man, I don't have, I didn't get that platform opportunity or I didn't grow up with that background or I really was lacking with parents that loved the Lord or man, I've been divorced three times. And all of a sudden, what started out as something just where you were like, wow, I love them. They're so anointed. Watch for the moment that it shifts because I can tell you I've been there where I'll go all of a sudden, I'm really leaned into them. And then you know what happens? Metaphorically, I start 
backing up like Drinking oh back. I yep. not I guess I'm I guess and all of a sudden I'm way way back there and I've somehow gone from admiring and being inspired and motivated and encouraged to feeling like totally deficient and totally like just I'm not good enough and I compared myself to them their story shaped them just like your story shaped you and when you comparison really being the artful way that the enemy highlights your deficiencies come on when you allow that to happen you completely rob yourself and rip the lord off quite frankly mm. for an anointing that you didn't pay the price for the anointing that you have and the oil that you carry is so precious and you've walked faithful. But the only reason, the only reason that you even had the anointing was the blood that was shed at the cross at Calvary. So you don't have the right to disqualify yourself mm. for blood that you did not share or shed. You didn't pay the price for that. So just remind yourself, he is the one that called you. He's the one that qualified you. He's the one that equipped you and let your story shape you. You know, that's the other thing in, in the comparison is that you will never be them because you don't have their story. And the truth is you might've only seen them one time or two times. You do not know what they walk through. People might see Coach Tam on a stage and just think, wow, she's just super powerful, dynamic, anointed, charismatic. She's the whole package and she's got it all together. She's a New York Times bestselling author. But I'm just telling you, she's been to hell and back more times than I can count. But if you didn't know that, you wouldn't know how her story shaped her. We know, right? In her circle, we've heard her testimony. We know a lot of her story. So be careful not to just see someone, first of all, and compare yourself without realizing they too have a story of their own and it has shaped them. Let your story shape you. Let it be part of who God has made you to be. You will not regret it. He wants to use every bump in the road, every ditch, every pitfall, every setback to shape who you are and how you show up. And that will make you uniquely you and speak to the people you're supposed to speak to. Mm -hmm. And if I could just, if I could just, you look at Jillian and she's so pretty and she's so articulate and she's so gifted and the camera loves her. I can tell you because I have known her for 20 years that she's doubted herself so many times. I can't even tell you how many times I invited her to come and be on a webinar with me, come and speak with me. And she would say, I don't, I can't do that. Really? Jillian can do everything. So we all struggle with our own areas of self-doubt, limitations, self-judgment. However, that is completely unproductive. That is not going to help you advance the kingdom of God. So why don't we just all to agree today, as we close out this podcast, that we are going to stop that. I'm going to stop that. And I am going to agree with God about myself, who I am, about my call. And you know what? I think we're going to be a lot happier in doing that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good word. Love this episode. Love you guys. Bless you. See you next week on the KBA podcast. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose. 
how to find, fund, and fulfill your purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting episode.